the Mess It Up Podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's the Bowtie Guy. Hey, guys. It's December. Welcome, welcome, welcome to December. Uh, I've got my lovely wife here with me. Hello, everybody. Merry Christmas. And uh, Bev and I, uh, although we live in the desert in California, uh, we also live in an igloo because we're too cheap. <laughs> I'm too cheap to run the heater. So it's really cold. So Bev has her puffy jacket on. So it might be a little uh, swishy today. Give him a little swish. Yeah, you might hear a little bit of that. Uh, but uh, we apologize in advance for me being so stingy. But it is what it is. And it's the Mess It Up podcast. So we just take all the messes, turn them right into a message. Uh, and I'll tell you why Bev's here in just a little bit. But I, I do want to start off with our regular rigmarole here on the show and uh rigmarole happens to be our word of the week and oh it's any goodness. long complicated procedure just like uh you know incoherent or pointless stuff that you do just a bunch of it says here on the on the, inter the internet it says garbled nonsense uh, how do you but spell that rigmarole is r-i-g-a-m-a-r-o-l-e rigmarole okay and uh I do have a lot of rigmarole and everyone talks to me about the upfront rigmarole. So I'm going to go through it kind of fast uh, because it's Christmas time, holiday time, you know, December. And let's face it, people, if you're listening to the show, my, my numbers tell me that you've probably been listening. So you know how to give. My numbers also tell me that a large portion of you do already give. So I'm just beating a dead horse with this information. So figure it out. If you haven't heard how to give, give me a call at 760-608-1942. Call me or text me and I'll give you the information on how to give um, and how to reach me and all that kind of stuff. But we're going to kind of truncate some of that rigmarole. You're welcome and Merry Christmas. So being that it is holiday season uh, at Celebrate Recovery, one of the things that we do is we've partnered over the last several years with Prison Fellowship to have a party for the kids in town who have been nominated through a family member to be part of our Angel Tree celebration. And um, Bev is our host. She's been doing this for several years now. Do you know how many years you've been doing Angel I Tree, Bev? I think this is year was five? the sixth year sixth because year. Okay. I have, um, every year they send me an ornament uh, in like, the very end of December, thanking me for the prior year. And I have five ornaments on the tree now. So I think this would be our sixth Beautiful. one. Beautiful. Yeah. So Bev's been doing it just faithfully and, I mean, seriously, crushing it, knocking it out of the park. She's the Babe Ruth of Angel Tree for, <laughs> for our uh, city here. And um, it's just been really awesome to watch how it's become such a thing for her, for our people. And so I just thought, you know what? We had our Angel Tree party on Friday for the kids uh, here with our Celebrate Recovery group. So I thought, you know, I just have Bev come on and I, I think we've probably done this if I go back and look. We've, we've probably done Angel Tree shows in the past, but that's okay. You know what, her voice is pleasant. My voice is not. And this way you get to hear more of her than of me. So again, Merry Christmas people, and you're welcome. Um, so without any further rigmarole, Beverly, I want you to tell us about Angel Tree. How did you how did you first hear about Angel Tree? When did you become aware of Angel Tree? Well, like so many people, um, 
I never really paid attention to this part of our population that are people behind bars, mm -hmm. people that are incarcerated. Uh, I know the Bible talks about taking care of those people right up there with widows and other people who don't have. And yet it was not really even a consideration of mine until you ended up going to jail. Yeah. And then I was on the other side of that story and I began to understand a little bit, scratching the surface of what it would be like to have a person um, to be incarcerated and how it would impact the family. But even with that history, um, fast forward, it took me probably another, I don't know, 18 years or so before I understood. No, it wasn't that long. Sorry, I apologize for that. It was another five or six years when I started attending Celebrate Recovery. And then I finally was introduced to that through going to uh, Celebrate Recovery Summit. And they passed out cards every year, you know, saying, making people aware of Angel Tree, what it was, what the program was. And I remember we would have the CEO of Prison Fellowship get up and do a video and talk about this. Still, it wasn't something that just lit my fire. And then when you started going inside and serving the population inside the prison, and then I started joining you, it really began to hit home with me, mm -hmm. just how really, really important it is. So that's kind of how it came to it. Yeah, I remember being at a summit and, and seeing uh, Jim D'Amato get up, who was on the show back uh, in October, and talk about their Angel Tree party that they did at their Celebrate Recovery in Bakersfield. And that was the first time I remember mm -hmm. hearing about the connection between Celebrate Recovery and Angel Tree and Prison Fellowship. I do remember hearing about Angel Tree uh, being that I was in a county jail, uh, they didn't come through and get uh, nominations from us because the people in county jail aren't there as long. So uh, the people who nominate might not even still be incarcerated by the time it's time for Christmas. Right. So so that wasn't something that happened when I was incarcerated, but it, it was something that I was aware of. And it's interesting how when something touches home and becomes personal, then it becomes personal. Yes. We we, we I pay more attention to things that touch me personally, affect me personally. And it's just, that's, that's human nature. You know, the closer it is to me, the more I will feel it and pay attention to it. Even if I can empathize with you in something, um, until I actually go through that and can reflect on my own experience, it's not the same. And I still don't feel your same um, level of, dismay, discomfort, sadness, whatever it happens to be. You know, I was incarcerated for, I, I did eight months out of a one-year sentence. And I remember thinking that it was forever. And I see guys now and they're like, oh, I only have six more months to go. And I'm like, wow, mm -hmm. you know, six more months. I was only two months in at that yeah, point. Right. And it, it felt like a lifetime. And even though now I can, I can see that, you know, and I know those eight months felt so long. And now I think, oh, yeah, I could do a year in jail again if I had mm. to. I would, you know, I wouldn't want to, but you know, I understand it's it's a different situation and so we just understand things differently. So being able to see how kids get affected at Christmas time when family members aren't there does make it more personal for us. And uh and that that I think that's a natural thing. What was it about Angel Tree that made you think, okay, this is something that we should do at our Celebrate Recovery? Hmm. 
hadn't really given that a lot of thought. I'm. I ask the hard hitting yeah, questions. Yeah, you do here. sometimes. This is how you can tell we didn't prep for this. Folks. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> no, but but I, honestly, I I think it may just be that God placed a burden on my heart. Mm-hmm. I, I I believe because I think on my own I probably would not have thought like oh this is something I need to do, but. Um, usually things having to do with children um, and then me like serving for 30 years as a first grade teacher and seeing how incarceration impact impacts homes and the children living there and the spouses of those are, that are incarcerated uh, it made it hit home a little more for me I, I believe that there's always going to be a soft spot spot <laughs> soft spot in my heart for anybody who's struggling. And um, I'm the one that when I watch a movie on TV, if there's somebody that's having a hard time uh, because of something in their family that they're struggling with, it'll go straight to my heart. I yeah. just, I've always had that place. And um, so no, I just think that the Lord laid it on my heart to do this. Plus, as I saw videos and little clips and still pictures, of prison fellowship and then begin to hear men because we only served the men in the prison where we were tell stories of their family it just became important to me it's just like i have to do this and I'll, I'll be really honest with you at no time when september august september comes around at no time do i think hey i can't wait to get into this because <laughs> this is going to be easy and it's all going to fall into line and i'm not saying that so anybody will say oh poor you you work so hard it isn't that it is just a lot of hard work and there's not a lot of people that share the work so because um, we have a very very small celebrate recovery uh very small group of us uh work on this mm-hmm. so but i I don't know. I think it's commanded. I think it's important. And I've, it's impacted my life to see what it's like to live on that side of it. Um, I've seen children from homes, like I mentioned earlier, where there's been incarcerated parents. And I, I just don't think it's easy. So yeah. anything we can do to help. And it's, it's such a huge uh, thing. I mean, this is annually, it's Prison Fellowship's largest outreach. Um, they just had, this is the, the 20th anniversary of Prison Fellowship, and they released a, a digital book. Um, it's, it's short. It's 32 pages. You can get it for free online. Um, but it's called 11 Million Angels because wow. they've in 20 years they've touched um, over 11 million stories wow. of, of kids. And at, at the 10-year anniversary, they um, put it out um, – uh, six million, and so in that time, wow. it's 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 doubled mm. um, what's gone on, and it's just been kind of amazing. And, and this story here, you know, it, this book talks about how it got started and and what happened with it, but it's it's just another amazing story of how God transforms lives. The lady yeah. who started this was a lady named Mary Kay Mahaffey, and she was a bank robber. Uh, she was on FBI's most wanted list, and oh. she started this ministry going from the most wanted to being, you know, 
one of the most helpful people wow. in in prison fellowship. So it's I it's feel like really I've heard that story, but I had forgotten that. Yeah, and I'm sorry, that. I had the 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 years where I was twenty years was six million, and then now forty year anniversary. There's eleven million um, kids wow. uh, that have done it. So it's it's it really is truly amazing. And because of my past, I don't do anything with Angel Tree. I go into an office mm -hmm. uh, on campus and they take pictures to make ornaments and I get the pictures my grandson brings them down on the phone. We print them off and I hand him the picture and he takes them down. Mm -hmm. That's all that I have to do. I don't really get to see the event except for through Bev's eyes and her stories, but it is it is really, really phenomenal. We're going to tell some stories about Angel Tree and uh, uh, in years past, but also this one. But first of all, we're gonna we're gonna take a, a quick break and jump to our song of the week. Uh, our song of the week is from a band, uh, Transfor Transformation Worship. This song is called Eagle. Uh, it was sent in by a listener, so if you want to send one in, don't forget that phone number seven six zero six zero eight one nine four two or Bowtie Guy at MessItUpPodcast dot com. Uh, but uh, listener Andrew sent this song in, so here's Eagle from Transformation Worship featuring KB. Give you about 90 seconds of it and be back to talk about that song and to tell some Angel Tree stories. We need you right now. There is no substitute. Presence mounting up on wings like an eagle. Glory heavy, so I gotta let go of my eagle. Got the Holy Spirit, and we go wherever. Eagle. That is my amigo. Yeah, 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 yeah. In his presence mounting up on wings like an eagle. Glory heavy, so I gotta let go of my eagle. Got the Holy Spirit, and we go wherever. Eagle. That is my amigo. There you go. Thanks, uh, Andrew, for sending that one in. I remember KB from way back in the day, um, him doing something. I don't really remember uh, what it was that he did. I'm trying to think. Do you remember KB um, singing? Back in the day, I do not. Um, or no, it was something five two K KB five. I know KJ KJ five two. Okay, so KB. I don't remember anything about KB. KB. So sorry about that. I lied. I'm I'm super old, super white. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> the hip hop thing, uh, you know, baffles me. But the one thing that really stood out to this on me is, and I'm, I'm, I'm jumping over here, taking the first from Bev because she asked me to, it's just that line, that is my amigo. Yeah. And I think about um, 
looking at people and say, yeah, that's my friend. That's, that's mm -hmm. that person. You know, when I think about Bev, you know, Bev's got my back. My friends have my back. Uh, Dan's got my back. Donnie's got my back. Faith's got my back. You know, Kimberly's got my back. All these people. And if I didn't mention you, I, I apologize. But everybody, you know, all these people have my back. And sometimes I need to know that. And, and, and what we mean by having your back, that, that phrase means, that term means, you know, I'm looking forward. I got my front, but I can get snuck up from behind. Yeah. And these people, they're just watching out the back. They're the tail gunner. They're making sure no one sneaks up and gets me. And because they get me. They also and, keep you from turning back. Yeah. And so I like that, uh, that idea that, that, uh, that he's my, my amigo. Um, so that, that really stuck out to me. I like uh, in the bridge, and I, I can't read the words as quickly as he did, you know. He but anyhow, out, I love, um, I, well, let me just say before I, I tell you my thoughts on this, I've been reading Acts, and I've been trying to read it and get, draw more meaning out of it because I know that Acts deals a lot with the Holy Spirit. And I'm just trying to get my brain wrapped a little bit more about, you know, what the Holy Spirit does, who he is. And I, I love this where it says, um, Jehovah can move and open the tomb and close up the wound. Yeah, we know in all of my people, spirit of God is God. The son is the equal. And so he's talking about the Trinity there, you know, that all three of them are, are one and the same. But then he says, out of the grave, yeah, having his way, I got the cheat code. And I, I think if I'm understanding that, it means, you know, we cheat death. We we come out of the grave. Well, we, you know that that we, idea of a cheat code in a game. You know, you plug in the cheat code, and it makes it so you can't die. Yeah. So that you get ultimately, you know, infinite lives yes, or yes. infinite money or whatever it is. Yeah, those, those cheat life. codes make it so uh, they they put them in so they can test the game and see what happens without getting yeah. killed. And yeah, Jesus is the cheat code. Yeah, because he's the only way that we can find out how to have eternal life. Yeah. So yeah. I, did, I thought that was fun. Exactly. And, and this is a fun song. Yeah. It's kind of fun. You can find yourself, you know, tapping your foot and kind of get into the rhythm of it. That's the thing about hip hop music. Um, or move your shoulders. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, like, like, like Lowry, Lowry taught us. Taught us. Yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. And uh, speaking of which, we're going to have Lowry on real soon uh, with a special guest with him uh, coming up real soon. That's going to be a, a big treat for us um, this month. So, um, yeah, uh, fun stuff right there. Really like that uh, song and um, that message. So I, I like it that we use different kind of music on the podcast. That well, we, it's not all the same. It's It's not all, you know. Uh, it's just different. Well, and, like and we wouldn't have that unless we had listeners like you to send us in because I never would have stumbled across this mm -hmm. in, in all likelihood. Yeah. But Andrew did. And yeah. he's like, hey, let's uh, let's send this into the show and let them uh, go with that song. So yeah. thank you. Make sure you guys do the same thing for us. Just send stuff in. I could always use ideas and messages. So uh, thank you, thank you, thank you, Andrew. There you go. And now on with the show. Uh, we're talking about Angel Tree. So you've been doing it now six years. Uh, did it before COVID? Did it during COVID? Mm -hmm. And now post-COVID. We've had lots of different events and, 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 and ways of doing this. 
are there any any particular stories that stand out to you um, from the party or about the families that you can share with us? I sure do. Um, and I'm going to talk about several different aspects of this event, starting, first of all, with um, going out and combing the neighborhood of Ridgecrest for people who would donate things. Mm. And um, this year, I had someone helping me, sweet Shaney, who would who jumped in there and um, kind of partnered with me. I had several ladies helping me, thanks to Heather and thanks to Ryan. Uh, but Shaney traveled around with me a lot and I remember that first day we were going out and trying to see if we could shake the bushes and find someone who would donate something neither one of us were really feeling it we were sort of excited about getting started because we knew that it was it was finally d-day and we needed to get on this but to go out and ask people for stuff is not really my strong suit and it wasn't really something I wanted to do and do you know we hadn't even gone to I don't think maybe two places until somebody said something about, and, and I've been told this before, yeah, that was my life. That mm. was my life growing up. My dad was incarcerated all my life, and uh, I was the kid who didn't get many presents, and I was the one who lived at home with my mom, and um, I just knew that what I got for Christmas was not going to be much, so I wasn't expecting much. And they just understood. Yeah, it affects so many incarceration. It affects it so does. many people in our country. And I mean, yes, these people, um, many of them, not everybody. I mean, we put innocent people away and people don't get fair. You know, we'll, we'll talk about reform yeah. justice later. Yeah. But it's decisions by adults that affect kids who have nothing to say about it other than the fact now one of my family members is yeah. not here. Well, I don't think that we have to look too far nowadays to find anyone. It doesn't have to be adults. It doesn't have to be children. It doesn't have to be teenagers, but it probably is all of those who are looking for something to go wrong in their life and that they're going to hang the rest of their life on that and, and decide that that's the rut they're going to live. And it's like, you know what? I was done wrong when I was six and by golly, when I'm 70, I'm still going to be feeling this way. And I'm going to pay the world back by being as mean and stingy as I can be. I had a conversation with a person today and they're coming up on a milestone birthday um, that is well north of 50. So this is a person who's, who's got a lot of years, gray hair, hearing aids type person. And we're planning this milestone birthday party for next year. And I'm trying to make it as you know happy and fun as possible, and their response was, "Well, you never know how many different things can go wrong with something mm -hmm. like this." And yeah, that that Eeyore sad sack negative outlook. So, so the reason why I mention that is, I like to see things grow immediately. Uh, I I've mentioned this before on the podcast. I remember planting things as a little kid and expecting the next day to have a sunflower, yeah. you know, putting the seed in the next day. It's going to be okay. my four-year-old coffee yeah, plants that right. are a foot high. Foot tall, yeah. <laughs> anyway, you put the sunshine, you put the rain, you know, and all that together. And still you don't see it for at least a week. And then it's just an itty bitty little leaf. And I think about that in regards to telling the gospel story and um, planting seeds in people's lives and in their hearts 
that hopefully will come to fruition at some time in their life. At least that's what we're hoping for. Now, are we responsible for that? No, we're not. We're responsible for at least planting the seed. We're not responsible for the growth. Um, I mean, Jesus said, go into all the world and tell. So we do the telling, which is yeah. the planting. And so I wanted to see results right away, but I never realized how far-reaching that planting can go. Um, and the reason why I know that is because we had a family last year that we served again this year, and already when they walked in the door, the kids were so pumped because they knew what to expect from this party. They knew they were going to have a good time. So that told me that it was worth it to them. I, I think there's many opportunities through Angel Tree for us to do that. But you asked me for stories. And so I told you the one of going to different people and asking for donations. And how they, the people that are donating are saying, yes, this was my life. I, I'm familiar with this, and so I want to give. There's also the people that say, um, uh, tell me more about what you do. And so I get the opportunity to say, you know, uh, we are volunteers. My husband and I are volunteers in the prison system. And already you can just see their ears are perked up. And I remember one lady, she said, oh, you really do that? You really go, like, inside the prison? And I said, yeah, we do. And she said, wow, I didn't even know people did that anymore. Wow, I wish they'd done that when my dad was in prison. Mm. You know, that kind of thing. And so I just, I think it spread, spread hope. Yeah. You know, just by even to talk to the, I don't know, something happens to me when I get in that mode. And I find that I love talking about it. It starts to be fun for me. So anyway, I guess that whole transformation is what happens to me when I start out scared and not looking forward to it before I know it, I'm loving it, enjoying it, and finding it's a blessing. Yes. And I'm coming home more inspired than when I went out the door. It's yes. what I guess a long way of saying that. Which, you know, for me is the story of ministry for me. Yes. Because I think so much work goes into so many things and and we are the planters. I mean, I, I think, you know, Johnny Appleseed, you know, walking around planting trees, you know, in the eastern U.S. and not growing orchards, but planting the seeds for other people to grow. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we don't get to see the the final fruit of what we plant. Right, right. And... I like to see it, you know. I want to. I want to get yeah. the the reward, not necessarily the pat on the head or no. or the you know attaboys or anything like that. But I just I want to be like, okay, I did this and this was. I can see that it was worthwhile, and sometimes I just have to have that faith that what I'm doing is worthwhile, and that years down the line, there's going to be someone who, you know, has a different life because of work that we've done you know for their grandparents well i think that if jesus said even a cup of cold water in my name mm-hmm. was something important then i can't imagine that he wouldn't think a party for kids would not be a great thing to do for him yeah but you know there's so many people affected by this um the photographer that came out from the newspaper mm-hmm. um 
it sounded like when he talked to me, he had no idea what kind of facility he was in. It sounded like he had never even been inside of a church. So I have no idea his background, but he was asking, what is this? What, what is this building? I know it's a church on the outside, you know? And I said, well, you know, we worship, we, we sing music um, over in the other room, and da 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 and this is what we do here, and this is kind of like a fellowship hall, and we have receptions in here, and anything having to do with eating in the kitchen, and that's what we do here. And he was just like taking it all in. I don't know. You know, he may have gone home with a story where he never even thought about what we were doing. He heard us pray. Yeah. Um, he ha- heard us talk about uh, pray for the families of those that were still in prison um, and asking for peace and protection. And so I, we just don't even know how many people's lives were connected to that event the other night. And really, when you think about it, okay, I'm just going to boil it down to simple terms. A thousand dollars, 20 volunteers, 20 people who would donate and some work on on my team's part and we had a huge party yeah. that's all it was yeah. really basically and yet i know that i got feedback the very next day from someone who knew one of the families and said the kids were just absolutely beyond happy for everything that they got and they were just like oh look at this one little girl I watched her we had uh, one of the volunteers made a made crocheted beanie caps for all the kids Uh and the little girl had all these presents unwrapped but on the top of her stocking was this beanie turquoise little white little things around the the outside of the, the beanie and she grabbed that and she said, ah, a hat, I have a hat. And she was like so excited to get it and she was having trouble getting it on over her hair and finally she just slammed it on her head and she was just like smiling. I thought, here's all these gifts you want to open up with bows and wrapping paper, but you like the hat. Yeah. <laughs> so it was yeah. pretty special. That's good. Yeah. And I can imagine her wearing it to school this morning. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. One guy, we got him, uh, he wanted Nike slippers. His mom said that's all he wanted. He loves Nike stuff. And I remember last year he wanted Nike stuff too. So we were able to get him his Nike slippers. He took off his tennis shoes, his warm <laughs> socks, and he was running around those Nike slippers for the rest of the night because he wanted people to know these are mine now. That's outstanding. That's <laughs> so really outstanding. Pretty fun. Pretty fun. So uh, are there any other stories that you have? Uh... Yeah. This is the one that impacted me the most. So... One of the ladies there, she's special to us because, well, for a lot of reasons. We knew them from last year. Um, she told me a little about the situation with, with her husband who's incarcerated. She told me the prison, the facility that he's in. And um, she said, you know, my husband knows Jesus. He's never been baptized. He'd like to know him more. But she said, whenever I talk to him, I ask him, so did you get to go to church? And she started to get misty-eyed. And she said, he says there's nothing out here where he is, no no services, no. And I don't know if, you know, there's a a glitch somewhere in there. Maybe they do have services he doesn't know about or whatever. But um, she said, you know, he, he doesn't have anything to uplift him. He has a Bible. 
but not really any friends that are Christian believers and nobody to pal around with. And um, she just went ahead and painted the picture and it sounded kind of dismal. And she was a little discouraged. She said, man, I, I just wish somebody could go in there. And I said, I called her by name and I said, guess where my husband and I are going the end of December or the beginning of January? And she said, where? And I said, the same prison where your husband is. <laughs> and honestly, folks, she fell on me. I mean, she didn't knock me over, but she just fell into my arms. And she started sobbing. She was saying, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you for this blessing. This is what I've prayed for. And I thought, to get to be a part of that miracle was beyond words. The thing that astounds me about our incredible God is he knows that there's much that we don't know. So I haven't been praying for this one particular man. I haven't been praying to go in there as the answer to somebody else's prayer. I was just, we're just going. It's just what we do. Little did I realize that behind me going in and you also, Paul, going in, to the prison and bringing um, the program and celebrate recovery and just the camaraderie and the friendship that comes from going on the inside. I didn't know that we were answering somebody's prayer and yeah. that touched my heart so much. It also edified me to the point where I knew that I had answered the call and that if that's the only reward I ever get, that's good enough for me just to know that I'm doing and obeying God um, and doing my little part to make a difference in this big world. If there's, you know, again, it's a story of the, the little boy picking up the starfish and throwing them back into the ocean. Yeah. Where he says at the end, you know, it matters to this one. I know that you yeah. folks have heard that story before. And so for that lady to be able to call her husband someday and say, hey, guess what? There's program coming. Your yeah. facility, you may get that opportunity to be a part of a, a group of Christian believers. Was just like, and Merry to think that maybe Christmas. we might be able to, you know, do that. That would be, yeah, outstanding. Yeah. So, well, if you want to get involved, and, and this year it's a little late to sign up, um, <laughs> but you can get involved next year. You might be able to find a party or something to do this year in town, but go to prisonfellowship.org and uh, click on the angel tree um, button. And you can get involved with it. Uh, you can, you know, put your name in there, and, and they'll connect you with people in your area that also are are looking or doing. And it's just, um, it's incredibly, incredibly powerful. And and maybe you can help through a donation to, um, you know, help keep the program going and and you know, help offset costs for, you know printing the papers and, and getting people out there and all those kind of things, you know, just the, the business costs of, of running this ministry. Um, it's, it's so important. It's so important. Yeah. Um, so many people, when I approach them and say, we need help, say, what can I do? What can I do? I want to help. And then when you give them a task, they say, well, that's so little. That's not very much. But let me tell you something. One lady offered to wrap presents and I gave her maybe 15 presents. I gave her wrapping paper bows and little stickers to put on there. 
And she said, oh, Bev, I'm sorry that I couldn't do very much. And I said, do you have any idea? I do not have time to wrap these presents. These kids were going to get them without being, un, you know, without them being wrapped. And I said, so everything helps. But from the very inception of the Angel Tree event, and it doesn't have to be a party that, that's, you know, that's being sponsored. I think the minimum that Prison Fellowship is, is asking for is that somebody, whether it's a group or a church or whatever, will provide gift cards for kids and send them a $25 gift card. That's kind of where it starts. It can be that simple. It can be going by their house and just leaving a gift and just saying, Merry Christmas, somebody yeah. loves you. I mean, it's really small to all the way up to make it as big as you want to make it. But I wanted to make this point. It doesn't mean that you have to be involved in Celebrate Recovery or Prison Fellowship to participate. Because... Um, I did notice on the website, it says if your church would like to be involved. Mm -hmm. So it can be a church, it can be a Boy Scout, a Girl Scout troop, it could be anybody. If you want to, you know, do something like this, the sky's the limit, but it doesn't take much. Yeah. So, you know. And, you know, it's just so easy to do a little bit to make a big difference. And the kids, beyond this, once they get involved, they're now registered these kids will get an opportunity to go to summer camps they'll get an opportunity to go to sports camps um mm -hmm. throughout the year and and meet with you know top athletes in the nfl and nba and uh major league baseball athletes to come in and do camps with the kids and just hang out it's just it's so wonderful and like bev said it's biblical you know we're told yeah. to remember the kids we're told to remember the prisoners we're told to remember these people and um we we have so much in this country um, that it, it really, most of us, it doesn't make much of a dent in our bottom line to help out. Yeah, I just wanted to mention, I should have mentioned this earlier when we were talking about some of the, the amazing things that happen at the party, at the event. I don't know if anybody is like I am, but I can be a little socially awkward and a little uncomfortable, especially at a party. I, I'm not... I want to be the person doing things behind the scenes. I don't want to be the people that go around and are the party animals. That That's my husband's thing. That's not my thing. But anyhow, it is amazing to watch the transformation. So we had 13 kids, six families. So for every family, there was one or two adults, then these 13 kids, and then a few extra kids running around and, and people helping volunteers I don't know if you know how awkward it can be when 13 kids with their parent walk into a room and nobody knows anybody else it's quiet you know we had Christmas music going but it's quiet kind of they sit down at a table like um you know what is supposed to happen within 15 minutes you know the volunteers were just going over and engaging with the kids, smiling at them, um, telling them how happy they were to have them there. And the kids were engaged. And then the noise started. It just started getting louder and louder and laughter and running around and giggling. And some kids were just screaming at the top of their lungs. They were so excited. They were just being crazy. That is what we want to do. Yeah. That's what we want to do. So if you are able to bring a smile, that's good enough. Yeah. That's good enough. Yep. Yeah. Amen to that. Well, thank you for all that you do, Bev. 
thank you folks for, for listening. Um, if, uh, if you're interested in learning more about prison fellowship or angel tree, go to prisonfellowship.org and there's just tons and tons of information there. You can sign up for that free ebook, um, and, um, learn more about the program, uh, get involved with a celebrate recovery or, or some recovery group in your, um, neck of the woods because, uh, it's important to change my life for the better. And, and I think Amen. it would change your life as well. Uh, so look that up. Uh, if you want to help support the show, you know how to do it. Uh, if not, go back and listen to some old shows. Tell people about the show. People, we got our, our numbers are just sort of stagnated at the same level, and 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 just start putting it out there and letting people know about the show and uh, and what you got going on in your life because of what we're uh, we're putting out there into the world. A lot of negative stuff out there, a lot of cranky oh, well. stuff out there. So hopefully, we're a bright spot in uh, people's day. So uh, we're glad that uh, we can do that for you. Um, I hope that this is the beginning of a great Christmas season for you. And we've got some special shows coming up. All of you donors, uh, we will be getting out this week. You'll be getting your Christmas bonus episode. Uh, so check your email for that. You're going to love it. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to see you next time. We mess it up. Thanks for checking out the Mess It Up Podcast. If you've got any questions or feedback, please email info at messituppodcast.com. Don't forget to share with your friends, and we'll see you next time we mess it up. <laughs>